Hello, hello, kids. 2024. We're still, it's still fresh. So everyone's still saying Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since last year. You know, all the New Year jokes. Last, well, going into 2023, I did the great thing that, you know, a lot of people were doing on the internet. If you don't know the great thing, loosely, because I don't even know the full law, so I can't really tell you if it works or not. But loosely basically means you... I think it's 23 grapes or 24 grapes based on the year you're going into, I think. And you, you know, with each grape that you eat, you kind of declare, testify, manifest, whatever, you know, term you'd prefer. You just, you know, speak into the grape and eat the grape and it kind of cements how your year is going to be like. So I did that going into 2023 and I went to bed and my friend was telling me, Late last year, so late 2023, a year after I did the grape thing, she was telling me that, oh, did you remember to wear pink underwear? So that would be my excuse as to why a lot of things that I wanted to happen in the year 2023 didn't happen because I didn't wear pink fucking underwear. But that's what I did going into 2023, and I slept. And the only difference between what I did then and what I did going into 2024 was I I was going into 2023 just trying to get through another day. And I was really tired. I had just come back from work. And I was like, oh, okay, I just hope this happens this year and this happens this year. No specific... You know, I mean, obviously, I had a lot of specific goals. But when I was looking... So I just, like... Because I pinned them to my wall. I wrote them on, you know, paper. And when I took them down, before we got into this new year, I was looking at them, and they weren't ridiculous. They were quite specific. But then I remember thinking, what exactly did I do to put these in motion? You know, what was what was the plan? What, what exactly was supposed to happen? And I, I'm not here to talk about planning and all that, but I came into this new year almost the same. I actually slept and then, you know, the person I was with woke me up like four minutes before the new year. But I was I was in bed. I was almost I was kind of sick. I had the sore throat. And it was it was cold. It was ridiculous. And um, I remember thinking, okay, this year feels a bit different. And everyone says that all the time. I know, but I was like, yeah, this year feels a bit different only because I'm not for anything but the fact that like I've chosen to be like, no, 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 no. this shit needs to get done. This is what we are going to do. And I was holding myself a bit more accountable than grapes and some higher being. So 2024, that's where we're at now. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all doing well. So I've been doing a lot of reading, like I always do. And I've been reading. And late last year, I read, well, read slash listened to a couple of memoirs from well, people who you might call celebrities and famous people, I think four or five. And most of them were from a specific genre in life. They were like performers, actors, um, theater people, and whatever. People like just adore and, you know, and hold in a certain regard. So I, I listened to a couple of memoirs. Yesterday, I read um, a passage from the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. And just to kind of paraphrase and summarize, it was the passage I was talking about how 
you could look at the winds, you could look at the clouds to try to predict how long a sail is going to be. Honestly, the thing about the Bible is I don't know if this passage was like a parable or was like a direct quote or something, but you know, I guess that's that's the beauty of reading sometimes. You could just take a transition you choose to take. If it's right or wrong, we're never really going to know, just depending on how it works for you. But how what I took from this passage that I read was it was saying you could look at the clouds, you could look at the wind, you could look at how the wind is, you know, moving your sail and everything. And you could try to then decide a destination of where the wind and the cloud is telling you what they are telling you. But most times it's going to be wrong. Or your ship could dock at a certain island and you could get eaten by cannibals just because you trusted the wind. But what if you look at the wind, you look at the clouds, you look at the water, you look at the sun and see how it's going to set. You look at how the sail is moving. You look at the island you could probably see in the distance and then you try to look the other way. So you just look at many things and, you know, invest in many outcomes, right? What if you did that? Because then in doing that, they're not always be wrong. They might not all be right, but there's a lot to choose from, right? And it's it's been sitting with me because something I've picked from one of the memoirs that I did read from these people who are, some will say, very successful, is these people knew the shit they wanted. They were very intentional. It wasn't like something happened by happenstance. And I think as a human being, was humans, I don't want to generalize this, but the stories of like, oh, you know, I won the lottery and I, I just got lucky, those seem very, I don't know how, it's it's interesting how this happens that like those that happen by luck or by you know the people whose whose careers boost by one viral video, those seem a lot more attainable than people who've been working for twenty years, right? And I mean, if you have one viral video, I I've always thought about this because it's fascinating. And TikTok showed us this like you know during and after the pandemic. If you have one viral video and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this guy's interesting, and they go to your account and there's like nothing else to fall back on. Right, so I mean, picture you're scrolling, you're doom scrolling past midnight. You see some viral video with like a guy that has sixty million views, and then you open his accounts, and there's nothing else there. Quickly, you're going to just move on to the next. Person, I guess forget about it. But if this person has videos upon videos showing more of their personality, you're going to get interested. You might actually even follow them, right? Which hopefully is probably what's going to happen with this podcast eventually because we're almost at 100 episodes and the right person is going to double upon this someday. But I digress. You know, it always seems more attainable when it's just like, oh, you know, that viral video that just, you know, pushed me into the big leagues or whatever. But what I got from all these memoirs is that like, I don't know what the term is. Is it um, when opportunity meets hard work or something of that sort, right? These people have been working. They've been working, and then we just happen to find them. But their catalog then speaks for their hard work, and they even, you know, seem a bit more trustworthy. So I listened to Violet Davis's memoir. I listened to Kerry Washington's memoir. 
I listened to Jennifer. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? She's the the grandma in Blackish. Her name's Jennifer. Is it Lawrence? No, it's not Lawrence. Uh, her first name is Jennifer. She's a grandma from Blackish. Fucking amazing. I mean, when you see her, you know her. I listened to her memoir. It's called uh, "Walking in My Joy in These Streets." I also listened to someone else's memoir. I listened to. I started listening to Julia Fox's memoir, but I don't have. I, I didn't get too far to even make a point out of that. Um, I read. I'm glad my mom died, Janet McCurdy, but that memoir is not going to factor into what we're talking about today. So scrap that one, right? So those three memoirs: Violet Davis, Carrie Washington, and um, Jennifer. I listened to their memoirs. And what they have in common, they're all actors in a certain regard. They are some sorts of artists in a certain regard. And, you know, you you see them, you know what they've done in their lives and everything. And something that always stuck out to me when I was listening to their memoirs was that, number one, they invested heavy in what they really wanted to do. And they weren't really like, saying, oh, I'm just going to try this for two years and we'll see what happens. Or I'm just going to do this for nine months and we'll see how it happens. No, no, no. They were on it. And what I loved about it was, which is another joy from people of that generation compared to now, is they're like, they were doing things and they weren't really seeing the return. They weren't like, it's not like they would, I mean, and most of these, I think three of them, if I'm not mistaken, started in theater. So it's not like they would go to like, you know, perform, 13 nights a row on stage and then the next month they're working with security because everyone knows them they do it and the people who watch the thing are like okay that was a great show and they go home and that's the end now it's like you get the fame you get the notoriety you get the everything but these people were just doing it because one they loved it they weren't getting and they always talked about how they weren't getting again as black women in hollywood they weren't really getting paid as much as they probably should have been but they enjoyed it and they just kept going with it and that stuck out to me. And I'm happy I, I I listened to these memoirs at a certain point in my life where I was realizing that, like, fortunately and unfortunately, however I want to look at it, if you want something in this life, you just have to work for it. It's not going to come to you on whatever platter you're expecting. There was, a, there was a certain part of me not too long ago in life that I thought, oh, I just need one viral fill in the blank. I just need one, you know, wave to ride on. And that's going to be it for me, right? There was a sense of me that hopes that that was what's going to happen. And it never worked. And I'm glad it didn't because, I mean, number one, if I, God forbid, I ever got whatever kind of notoriety when I really wanted it, there would have been nothing to fall back on. No personality, no nothing. Just me trying to recreate a lot of viral whatever sensations that have been, you know, already viral. No, I'm nothing to fall back on. And also because there was no, I, hadn't, I hadn't put in any work. And I realized while reading these memoirs, I mean, even before just listening to, you know, a lot of other, comes in me a lot of other um, things, where it's like, it's just going to have to be the work. And what a lot of us don't realize, well, what I didn't realize, I'll speak for myself, was most times when you start doing the work to do something, when you start trying to achieve something, yes, 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 you're aiming to a particular goal, but the person you become while doing this goal, even a lot better. 
So I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was talking to me about how, so she, a little background, she moved from India, um, moved here, and she just graduated with computer science. And she said she feels, in her words, she feels very lonely because she can't really tell her parents that like, oh yeah, I, I'm sad or whatever. And I could really, really understand, but in two different ways. So her parents never really graduated college or university or whatever. I think she's the first in the family. And to them, she's done. It's like, yeah, she's graduated with computer science. She's going to make a lot of money. And like in her culture, it's, you know, they always arrange marriages, but she said she was lucky because her parents asked if she wanted to get married and she said no so they're not forcing her or like arranging a marriage behind her back that she knows of or i know of right so in her mind she's done and she's 23 everything's set right and i remember telling her because i was in a certain position two years ago where it was like okay i'm doing all these things that apparently i'm supposed to be doing but this void i'm feeling is very deep and i don't know what's going to get me out of get, get me out of it right it's very deep and I'm referencing those those memoirs I listen to because when you're doing something you enjoy and you're not doing it because, oh God, please let this person notice me. When you do something you enjoy, most times, let's be very realistic, you're not going to see that return right now. It's not possible. I mean, if, what could it be? If you love, I have to use something I, I can relate to. I'm a writer and I write. I don't expect to be a best seller in the next two years. Who knows what could happen? And I, I see a lot of writers, a lot of people that I have read as well, who talk about how the first, second, third draft is not going to be what's going to make it for you. But what's going to happen is from the first draft, you're going to read a lot more books that are going to help your second draft. Second draft might not do it. You're going to read a lot more books that are going to help your third, and it's just going to keep going like that, which circle back to what I was saying, where it's like, sometimes the process is amazing, but the person you become during the process is what makes it. So back to my friend. She was like, you know, I feel really empty. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know how to, you know, get out. I, I just feel really sad. And I remember telling her that like, look, on the eyes of family back home on paper, you've made it. But imagine you do all this. And because now her thing was, you know, she graduated, she graduated in November 2023 and she hasn't gotten a job yet. And I was kind because of, I'm always like a very half, you know, cup half full type of person sometimes. So it's like, imagine you got a job in whatever, you know, computer science and you're doing whatever, whatever you do with that degree. And that was just it. And it was empty. What then? But now she's like, you know, doing another, you know, a certain part-time job. And I was just like, look, girl, you are going to be lonely. It's going to happen, especially when you're in a certain aspect of your life that most people aren't yet or just on a certain, like, you know, um, what's the, how do I put it? Like, you could be in a certain level of your life and some people aren't on that level yet of their lives. So you graduating for yourself, I haven't graduated yet, but I might have learned that like, yes, I'm going to be lonely and she hasn't learned that. I hope I'm making sense. It makes sense to me, right? So I've already learned what it means to be lonely and I've learned how to work through that. She hasn't, but she had graduated and I haven't. So all on, obviously, different levels of our lives. And I was explaining to her, I was like, embrace it, give yourself grace, and go through it. Because you don't want to 
look back, I don't know how many years from now, because I haven't gotten there yet. You don't want to look back whenever I'm being like, oh, fuck, what, I mean, you know, what even is my character? Which circles back to that one viral video. I, was that, I don't know, that just keeps coming back, and I like it. I, I, I love that. Where, imagine you get viral today, and you keep riding that wave of a lot of viral videos, right? And then maybe you want to get hired, or you want to get, I, I, I don't know how that works, but just whatever reason, right? And then there's a pause where it's like, okay, what even is your character? I mean, there are lots of people that thrive on just the viral sensations. But then when you look back, it's like, okay, what exactly is, or like people will say your brand, what's your niche, what's your thing, right? Because you'd be riding a particular wave. So the memoirs really helped me realize that riding your own wave really most times is the best bet. And sometimes the work, the grunt work, doesn't really look interesting. It doesn't look sexy. No one really likes the 20 years, the 10 years, the five years it takes to invest in yourself and to, you know, invest in the work. I'm saying, no one really likes that. It's never really as sexy, right? Let's be honest. But the person you come through that, I believe, is... It's always... it's That's always, like, you know... That's always the star of the show. I think it gets very scary when we realize how much of life is down to our own habits, our own choices and luck. I don't know. I don't know how to define that in this sort of capacity. But it does get really scary when we sit down and realize, okay, this is really up to me entirely. You could say whatever I want. I mean, my dad always says, my dad always has this thing where it's like, you can lie to everyone else, but you can't lie to yourself. And it's true. You can paint a certain narrative to everyone around you and say a certain story. When you go to bed, you know what you're dealing with. And it took me, I want to say, more than two years to actually realize that fact. I think I found the perfect blend of coffee. I might be wrong, but that's another story. So... Aside from the fact that I really want to consume a lot more memoirs this year, because there was a thing I listened to where they talked about how your mind changes a lot when you read a lot more nonfiction books. So I, obviously, everyone, I read a lot of books. I mean, you've probably seen my YouTube channel that I will put in the link below. It's The Book Potato. I mean, I have a whole year of videos on there just reading. But when I started reading nonfiction books and seeing... Because obviously most people that write memoirs, most people are like either a lot older, a lot more successful, and they have years of catalog and bills and everything to figure it out. And then to now show us what the, you know, the result is. And whilst reading memoirs, I realized, number one, don't be too scared of the failures that are to come. And me saying that just put a chill on my back because ideally that's going to happen, Right. Uh, so, circling back to the book of Ecclesiastes, right? In whatever way you want to translate how I translate what I read. All the five things you might be doing right now that you believe are going to be it, right? All the five things. Out of those five, three will probably fail. We don't know. We can never know until we get to that, you know, certain destination. Three could fail or two could fail. We don't know, right? But again, the person you become through that process is what really matters. And most times as well, number two, 
nothing might come out of it. It might it might just be a good ride. You might just, you know, be like, okay, well, that's amazing. Next thing. Didn't really know anything. Who knows what happens in the next 10 years? Maybe that thing might circle back again and you might not have the experience to do. No one knows anything. We never really know. But I've learned that from the memoir. I've learned that from Ecclesiastes. Number three. The moment you acknowledge that you're going to have to do the work and the moment you acknowledge that there's going to be friction. You have to cause some... So I'll give an example. I'm someone who... I I avoid sugar a lot. While at the same time, I, I, I succumb to sugar like, like that. So, I mean, great example. Two days ago, I was at work. I had to work a, a bit later to finish a project and I was stressed. I was stress eating. And I remember going to the break room to get a banana muffin. And from one of banana muffin, I ate two, I ate three, and then I ate four before I left for work. Before I left work, right? Now, Damlola, three years ago, and I actually have a book, my diary, one of my diaries. It's interesting because I was reading like my old um, entries earlier this year, which is like, what, six days ago. But Damlola, three years ago, but I've had a complete breakdown. It's like, oh my God, I just ate so much sugar. I've, you know, everything is done. It's finished. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. But I remember getting home, drinking water. And I was like, okay, well, that happened. Let's keep it pushing. You know, let's keep it moving. And I think that's the friction, right? Obviously, everything starts mentally. Because there are a lot of things that, like, it's just the math. You just have to know that, like, this is what happened. A lot of things are factual. But mentally, you have to acknowledge that, like, okay, well, that happened. Now what? And I think that's what I was trying to say with the friction. Most times, it's not about when or how you do it, but what you do after what you've done. So, like me, I've, I still am trying to curb and watch my binge eating, especially when it's attached to my emotions. But a lot of the times, it's what I do after I binge eat, what I do after I have to consume so much sugar. I mean, there's the effects on your body and everything. That's going to happen. But what you do after... And how you acknowledge how you felt and how you deal with your emotions really what matters most of the time. You know, it's scary, but it's a certain fact. And I'm giving my thanks to memoirs the start of this year because memoirs tend to hold us accountable. I was right, you know, I, I mean, I journal a lot and I was look, trying to look at my earlier journal, journal entries and I've seen how, I'm, I'm not going to say I've changed drastically, but some things have shifted. I've caused some friction somewhere. And just by acknowledging some things, again, as well, there's a sort of a good, you know, friction. I hope my terms make sense for anyone listening to this. But I'm giving thanks to Memoir for the start of this year. To Memoir for the start of this year. And I guess in some way, this podcast is a memoir of some sort. Now, I'm not, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to listen to like some of my earlier episodes from two, three years ago. I don't. Has it been two years? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm going to listen because I don't know. Uh, gosh. I mean, I have some of my stellar episodes. Trust me. But I don't know if I'm going to be listening to some episodes. But I digress. This is some memoir of some sorts. Now, two, three years down the line, who knows what's going to be happening. This podcast has been taken up by who knows and they might be doing the works on the rounds and everything. We'll see. But for right now, we're causing some friction. 
Thanks to memoirs and thanks to the book of Ecclesiastes for today's episode. Thanks to my journals, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's really brave. It's, it's really crazy. Also, a random thought that I had the other day was like, what happens when? Because we've been seeing how the world, in a way, is trying. Because my grandma was telling me this the other day that like she's watching how trends and cycles are trying to revert back to before, you know, technology and everything got modernized. What happens like when we're older, and then all this? The only source of information, um, entertainment, like our kids or whatever I might have, are like all the podcasts and things we've done today. They might be listening to all this because I'm I'm hoping we'd have figured a lot more out in the future. They might be like, why don't they have shit figured out back then? They just all sound so confused. I just thought about that randomly. That was insane. But um, it's 2024, and I hope in whatever aspect of life we're trying to change, we learn to cause some friction and all that. And it's interesting to then, you know, wrap up this year as well and see what happens. But I'm really, really, really looking forward to speaking to you guys a lot more this year. And I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you didn't know if this was the first time listening, I'm Dami Dare, Dami Lola Dare. I'm the host of Everything in 3D. It's a really cool podcast. We have, I think, almost like 70 episodes, almost at 100. So help yourself out. Go listen. Have some fun. It's a really good time. And rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Share with a friend. I mean, I think I think sharing podcasts is a sign of love, to be very honest. So share this podcast with someone if you think it's worth it. I think it is. Sometimes. Um, I appreciate you guys. And it's going to be a fun year. I know the works. Thank you for listening. I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye.